my loves. It's me. Um, really quickly before we start, I just wanted to give a quick little warning, a heads up. We are going to be talking about disordered eating and a lot of things that have to do with diets and counting calories and things like that today. Um, I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. If you don't think that's going to be helpful for you, feel free to skip out on today's episode. For everyone else, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode two. Oh my gosh. Ha. Week number two of the podcast. I just want to really quickly just do a humongous shout out to all the love and support that I've got this last week. It has been so insane. I had this one girl, and I'm sure she's listening, but she sent me a picture of her journal that she was doing it, and she did the whole thing with the IFP and let me know that she did it, and she did the journal prompts, and it just made me so happy. So thank you guys so much for that. It means a lot. So a mini life update for me. I am going to a conference in Oklahoma this week for the church group that I'm a part of. It is one of the biggest conferences of the whole year, and we haven't gone obviously last year because of COVID and everyone is stoked. We are so excited to go. We're like counting down the seconds till we get on the van. I'm really excited to make memories every single year. We talk about it for the rest of the year. It's one of the most exciting trips of the whole year. So I'm super thrilled we're doing that this week. So we're just going to go ahead and get right on and started to the episode. My goals for today is to work out, to write, plan creative outlet things. I want to plan out some of the Instagram posts for the week and also work on the website and to drink water. Oh my gosh, that is such a big thing. I've actually been doing kind of good about it. However, I'm going to be going on a van for the next 24 hours and I'm going to need to pee every second and not be able to drink any water because I don't want to pee every 45 seconds. If you guys have a life hack, please let me know because truly, typically I just don't drink any water while I'm driving because I pee so often and it's a problem because I'm dehydrated and then it's just this whole thing. So I guess my goal is to drink a lot of water when I get to the place so that I don't have to worry about that and also to be hyper aware of what I'm eating and be hyper aware of what I'm doing and to just make sure to take care of myself on this trip. I know that's really hard to do when you're going, going, going and you feel like if you travel a lot, you know how this is. You just feel always out of the swing of things and it takes a lot longer trying to get back in normal life. So that's my goal for this week. So I talked to you guys last week about doing a journal prompt and having your heart, mind, and soul journal. So if you guys have got that, woo, let me know on the Instagram if you did get it, a heart, mind, and soul journal, because that makes me so happy. People go out and get actual journals for the podcast. For the journal prompt this week is, who is someone who is inspiring you right now? Why are they inspiring you or how are they inspiring you? Write them an appreciation entry and send it to them in a text if you want. I love this. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to as soon as I finish recording the podcast is just write out appreciation entry and send it in a text, you know, let them know how you feel. The second journal prompt is what is something that I always regret not doing throughout the day? Or what is something that you always regret? You can write it in the first person if you want to for your own personal journal. But what is something that you always regret not doing throughout the day? For me, I feel like that's probably drinking water. Awesome. And I guess just being openly optimistic throughout my day and also maybe just 
praying before I eat and praying, you know, when I can, I feel like sometimes I totally forget to. I go the whole day without praying and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, God, you're there and you're you're talking with me and I just completely forgot to talk to you today. So that's something that I always regret doing. So whatever it is for your day, if it's, you know, eating healthy, if you forget to work out most of the days and you just feel like you need to throw that in there somewhere, write it about in your journal and send it to me. If you guys did it, honestly, that would make me so happy. I really don't know recording this. I really don't know who all is going to be listening to the podcast or if it's getting any traction or anything. So if you guys let me know that you're doing the things that I think are great and the journal prompts and getting the journal and all that, that makes me so incredibly happy. Today, we're talking about the importance and the science behind balance. Balance in our relationships, our routines, our health is typically something that is left unchecked when we first try to be motivated. So when we're first starting out, when we're first getting into something, when we first decide, okay, I'm going to lose weight, or okay, I'm going to achieve this goal, or okay, I'm going to start this business, balance is not the first thing on our mind. When we're first motivated to do something, the last thing we want to think about is okay, let me kind of incorporate rest. (laughs) You know what I mean? When you first try to lose weight, you're just like, okay, let's eat grass, kale, carrots, work out three times a day, and I'm going to lose weight. And of course that causes burnout. We all know it causes burnout. But when we incorporate balance in the forefront of our goal achieving journey, when we first incorporate balance, it is so influential in the success of that goal let me just tell you so when we're first motivated to do something we typically don't want to slow down that process quote unquote slow down that process by integrating safeguards of balance in place when you first want to lose weight your first idea might be okay but I can still have a brownie every two days that's not your first thought your first thought isn't okay but I can still have pizza even if it's cauliflower crust like no you want to go all in like I love that idea to go all in but it does cause burnout and it does cause us to be stressed out even more than we should be for me when I first started my weight loss journey (laughs) I don't want to expose myself because truly it's kind of embarrassing talking about this now but I did whole 30 75 hard intermittent fasting and being halfway sort of vegan all at the same time. I named it 75 hard and my diet was just whole 30, but I can only have meat once a day or animal products once a day. It was a slew of rules that I followed. And of course, like obviously, you know, it kind of worked and we, you know, it was effective, of course. But once I broke that insane all in all the rules all at once mindset, once I would do one thing that wasn't part of that, it threw me off so much. I remember the times that I would work 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. And like this didn't happen super often, but I would work long days, let me tell you. And I would get home at 10 o'clock at night and I literally would work out for the second time because in 75 hard, you work out twice a day, 45 minutes each. And I would need to get that second workout in. I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with weight loss. I was obsessed with everything. And I don't like talking about this a ton because obviously it's not something that was very helpful at all in my weight loss journey, that being that obsessed. But I wouldn't even go to sleep until, so I'd you know, get home at 10 p.m., start working out at 10.30, shower, change, drink all my water, and go to bed at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. 
and I would have to get up at five o'clock in the morning the next day. And of course, sleep is not something that you need to skimp on at all with your weight loss journey. So I was just all types of struggling. And I remember times that I would go and be like, oh, I need to really eat dinner, but I'm out with friends and it's 6.50. So let's rush and go get grab dinner. And it would be seven o'clock because my intermittent fasting, you know, I couldn't eat after seven. Seven o'clock would hit and boom. Sorry, guys, I can't eat anything. And it was really just hard on other people to be like, what in the world is going on here? And it was hard on me to be like, I, I can't eat after seven, but I haven't eaten dinner and this is not healthy and all these things. So, you know, not to get super into it. It was just definitely the lack of balance in my weight loss when I first started out was really definitely something that I needed to keep in check. The day, the absolute day that I ate a Yasso bar, a Yasso bar, which now I'd consider healthy and be like, oh, it's a Yasso bar. It's, you know, 100 calories and there's yogurt and it's healthy for you. But I ate a Yasso bar that was out of my Whole30 diet and I ate it at a friend's house after I want to say three months of doing this and I was so 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 distraught over it I was disappointed in myself I was frustrated I had this overwhelming sense of guilt and for people who've struggled with eating disorders know what this is about and I don't want to get super into it because we're going to have a whole episode and I want to kind of just give you guys like a trigger warning if if you know the thought about food and just giving ourselves all these rules if that really does trigger you I don't want to trigger awesome trigger you I don't want to you know cause anybody any sort of issues here but I just want to talk kind of about the lack of balance in my life this action of just eating this simply breaking one of the rules it just brought down this huge downward spiral of feeling extremely guilty about the things that I, in hindsight, 2020, aha, should not have been that nearly that guilty about those things. But I was so guilty about it because I had no balance, no, I don't want to say the word control, but I mean, just no, yeah, balance. I just, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I just went all in absolutely no excuses, absolutely no compromises. There was no way that I was able to do any of that. The all or nothing mindset is really dangerous because sometimes it works and it works for a short term, but you just don't know that. So you're obsessed with it working. You're obsessed with the progress that you're making, quote unquote, because you are making progress. Yes, trust me, I did lose weight in that time. However, it took me double the amount of time that it took me to lose the weight. It took me to unlearn the obsessive qualities that I had when I was having no balance. That all or nothing mindset forced me to be hyper focused on my journey and obsessive over my results, which in turn fueled my motivation. The downside of this is that I never learned the lesson of discipline. So motivation and discipline, I just was completely focused on the motivation and I found that motivation in my results, my overnight turnaround. Every day I would check the scale and see, or every day I could see how far I could push myself and every day I could see, and I was obsessed with that turnaround rate, but I didn't learn that discipline so that when that turnaround rate didn't show up or I would have weighed myself and wouldn't have lost weight the night before, I that motivation would plummet. I would weigh myself sometimes three times a day 
and I would make weight loss TikToks and before and after pictures. And for, for 75 hard, you have to take progress pictures. So I would take progress pictures. And if I had gained a pound or even an ounce, I would overwork myself and push my dinner earlier to ensure I didn't eat late. Even talking about this, I can remember all the crazy things I did when I had that all or nothing attitude. And all of the even crazier things I did when that all or nothing attitude turned into nothing. It was just nothing, throw everything, throw the towel in. And then it was just this cycle of eating a ton of food and then feeling horrible about myself. And then everybody who knows has a history with eating disorders or knows about eating disorder qualities they know that this, that's just like a very number one, just literally what an eating disorder is or what the binge eating disorder is, is to eat a lot of food at once and then feel awful about it and do everything you can in order to get rid of that or to erase that you had just done that. So balance in weight loss includes things like incorporating one cheat meal each week, emphasis on cheat meal and not cheat day. I've learned this to help binge, to not just have one day of full eat whatever you want, but a cheat meal that you can eat with people or out and about or something that you can savor for a certain event. That's really helpful. So you're not dreading that event. Um, It includes planning to go out to eat with friends every two or three weeks and ordering what you want. Balance is incorporating intuitive eating into your daily life. It's listening to your body. It's taking intentional days off to recharge. Not by laying on the couch, but by working on hobbies, taking a long walk, getting coffee with your grandmother, being outside, praying, reading leisurely, all of those things. Balance in a day off is what I was talking about in the first episode, if you guys listen, with my time management struggle was struggling to find balance and not just sitting on the couch and vegging out for that whole day. That's not balance and that's not going to help with burnout. What's going to help with burnout is going to incorporate rechargeable things throughout your day and also to incorporate things that you need to do. It also helps to incorporate balance throughout your day off and throughout your daily week. So balance is having fun with your life. It's not giving yourself leeway or a cheat meal or whatever that's I mean yes that is what balance is but don't think about balance as a way that just hinders your progress because balance is so important for your mental and physical health I think your mental health and your physical health are held in the delicate hands of balance balance and productivity surprisingly have a lot to do with each other my examples of balance are not working your butt off every day of the week but then Sunday you get to get out of bed at 1 a.m or 1 p.m and go to the couch and watch four movies and one season of the office while ordering pizza and eating an entire pint of ice cream to then go and try to go back to your normal productive self on Monday That is literally the opposite of what we're trying to create with this healthy balance routine. This is what I did for quote unquote recharge when I didn't realize how much I love leisurely productivity. And that is literally the key to rejecting or resisting or helping with burnout. Burnout is the number one reason that people don't keep off weight or don't keep off a goal or they break a habit but only for 21 days and then they don't keep doing it for that full 90. So an example of a good healthy balance would be working eight to five every day of the week and at five you come home and cook a healthy dinner with enough for lunch tomorrow, read or work out before bed. That way your weekend feels more like free time to do an endless amount of things and try new passions. In American culture, it is praised 
and uplifted to be a quote-unquote workaholic and to be overstressed. It is admirable and applauded for having a full schedule. I feel like this is definitely an American thing. Have you guys ever seen Eat, Pray, Love? They talk about this a little bit because Italians were like, Americans need an excuse to have a holiday. You know, July 4th or whatever, you needed that day off and it was so amazing. But imagine being able to do that every two weeks, not just waiting for a holiday. Don't get me wrong. A busy schedule is a great thing to have as long as it's filled evenly. My psychology for the balanced life is one third work, which means work on doing things that make you money, your main source of income, and what you do to be a stabilized adult. And I also say work as in being a student. So doing your schoolwork and all of those things. One third passion. So things that you love, hobbies, working out, reading, writing, blogging, productive hobbies, not something that's not going to be helpful for your IFP, like we talked about in the first episode, your ideal future person. If it's not going to help your IFP, we don't want that to be something that you love to do, a passion of yours, a hobby of yours. And then the other third is duties. So things around the house, taking care of business, laundry, dishes, etc. So for me, different things in my life will fall into different categories than another person. So for me, I think family and friend times falls in a different spot depending on your life right now. For me, an 18-year-old girl, family and friend time falls into passion because it's something I love to do and enjoy to do, but I don't prioritize it over the majority of other things in my life. But for someone who is married, time with their husband might fall under duties because it's something that needs to be attended to. That sounds kind of harsh, but what I mean is that when you prioritize different things in your life, it'll fall under the certain one-third that you're trying to go for. So when this scale is off, it affects your daily life. You feel overworked, messier, unhealthy, not letting your creative juices flow, etc. So that's what my definition of balance is. Let's discuss burnout. In a study done by Tyler Peps on the Best Colleges website, he says, burnout is a very real condition that can affect anybody, especially college students. In 2018, 85% of college students reported feeling overwhelmed, while 50% says that they experienced levels of stress that negatively impacted their academic performance. So I use college students a lot as an example of someone who doesn't have that one-third balance that we talked about. Their life is probably more two-to-third work and one-to-third passion, and duties is just somewhere thrown in the middle there. They're trying to keep it all a social life, get good grades, work, and somehow keep their bodies and mind healthy. If you're a college student and you manage to do all these things, props to you, I applaud you. But I know that personally that this is almost an impossibility. My solution for an unbalanced life and trying to get rebalanced is to make a list of your priorities. So if everybody could write down the different things that you do throughout your daily life. And I mean like a week or two week list of things that you tend to do. So if working out isn't a daily thing, but it's a weekly thing for you, keep that in the list. You know what I mean? For that list, I want you guys to write down which thirds do you need most, which areas of your life can you compromise on to make your life more balanced. So what areas of your life is a waste of time and need to get rid of somehow This thing that you tend to do, this bad habit that you have, or this hobby that's really not productive at all, what areas of your life can you cut down on that and add more positive and more productive things in there? We need to take inventory of our lives. And I think our balance in life is one of the most important things. For this week, I challenge 
everyone to take inventory of their balance. How much money, time, energy do you put into those three categories? Which of the three categories are currently top of your priority and which time and energy have you been wasting? So I want you guys to take those three, the thirds sections that I talked about, the duties, passions, and work and figure out where is that balance kind of off key? Where on your schedule of life do you feel like you are wasting the most time? Do you feel like your work is taking up two thirds of your life? Do you feel like your passions is completely left out of the question? I don't have time for passion. I'm way too busy on this certain thing. Or I don't have even time to feel like do laundry because I just, I'm so busy. You need to take inventory of your life. Write down a two week schedule, even if it takes two weeks to do it. Write down, okay. I did this for this time, this hour I did this, I spent this much money on this, and blah, blah, blah. This is a process, and this took me months because I had to figure out my budget when it comes to this type of stuff. I had to figure out what areas of my life do I not enjoy doing, but feel like I have this obligation to do. A lot of that stuff was hanging out with friends that I have had for forever, and I'm just like... I don't prioritize that time with them. I don't think that time with them is necessarily productive. I'm kind of just wasting money on food every weekend. And I don't think that this is necessarily helpful in my life. So I had to cut that down a little bit. A lot of those people might have been upset, but I've been aware with them, you know, hey guys, let's plan a day. Let's plan a, you know, weekend or whatever. Let's plan this ahead of time so I can put this in the schedule, not just spring this on you, you know. And you might not feel... Like this is something that you are, you know, super excited to be doing, obviously, cutting down on your passions if you spend too much time or cutting down on wasteful energy or cutting down on your Instagram time or your screen time or any of those things. That might not seem like something obviously really exciting to do, but trust me in the long run when we can incorporate that mindfulness that we talked about in episode one and your balance in episode two to kind of discuss really where your life needs some of those trimming up the edges and kind of figuring out where you can be the most productive, most successful person, best version of yourself, that IFP, you're striving for that IFP. And this is might be a little overwhelming for some people because it seemed like a lot of inventory work, which it is, but I want you guys to just, you know, really think about how much this is going to positively affect your life. And after we do this whole inventory situation, I want you guys to figure out what is the most energy taking and energy giving activities that you do. So for me, yoga, I think is an energy receiving activity. It's definitely a workout and it's very productive and all of those things. But I do feel when I leave there, I'm more energized and more ready to go. And so if you do a certain thing in your life, but it creates or requires much more energy than another thing, think about taking that out or doing something that's similar to that, that causes the same effect of that, however, gives you more energy. So what I mean by that is if your job is not necessarily the longest hours ever, but it's so emotionally and energy draining activity you've ever done in your life, if you leave work exhausted, you might want to discuss and try to figure out how you can change that, how you can you know, either find more energy in work, work fewer hours, or even, you know, finding a different job that creates that energy for you. I remember that I was, so I'm going to expose myself a little bit here, but I worked at Bojangles for almost over a year and it was so 
exhausting for my body. Yes, I didn't work the longest hours. I actually technically work more hours now, but I worked then. It was so exhausting. I literally would leave and like cry on the way home because I was so tired. And so in order to fix that, I decided to go to Biscuitville, which is the exact same thing Except I would get off at three every single day because if you guys live in the South or live in North Carolina, you know that Biscuitville closes at two. So every single day I'd be, you know, at home at two or whatever. But I was still that exhausted when I got off at three. And so I realized that it wasn't necessarily the hours that I was working, but it was the activity of working that hours or working at that job that was so exhausting and why that was, it was the and people I was around, it was the attitude behind the place, it was just, you know, all of the things that goes into working at a fast food restaurant. If you guys, you know, I could literally do a whole episode on horrors of working in a fast food restaurant, but it was just the energy that I was spending at this place that didn't require that much energy like you think okay I'm just making biscuits all day it's not that big of a deal but it's so exhausting and so when I work my job now I feel energized when I leave because they're I love them I enjoy them I have passion I find passion in those jobs and I love them so much so that's kind of a little bit of an example of doing a problem solving trial and error figuring out what energy figuring out how I can become a more productive person. That is the end of our balance episode. Um, if you guys feel a little confused or you want to discuss anything about the balance um, stuff in the podcast, please let me know. So our journal prompts, again, which will also be on the Instagram, don't forget, is number one is who is someone who inspires you right now? Write them an appreciation entry and send it to them in a text if you want. And the second journal prompt is, what is something that I always regret not doing throughout the day? If you guys post it on Instagram that you did your journal or DM me and tag me, I will repost it. I'm so, so excited about everything. The Instagram is at heartmindandsoulpod. Comment or DM me with any of you guys' questions for the week. We're definitely going to do a Q&A episode. I just need enough questions, obviously, to be able to answer them. Um, rate, review, share the podcast. It helps me out so, so, so much. And you can follow it on Spotify or subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts if you guys are listening on either of those or whatever where that you're listening to your podcast. Just, you know, rate, review and all of those things. Okay. Well, happy Monday, everybody. I hope everyone has an amazing day. It's going to be beautiful day. I can already tell. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast and let me know how you think about it. Okay. Well, love you. And thank you for listening to Heart, Mind, and Soul. Bye.